Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is across the country on the East Coast out in Boston, Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Wednesday. Big day in the arena today. Ton to get to. Uh, first off, congrats, Pritch, to your uh, your hometown uh, Atlanta Braves there. First time since 1995 winning the World Series. We saw that move to the Astros, but uh, Braves getting it done in, in six games. And Pritch, one thing, you know, comment about the Braves. Uh, this is really kind of an improbable team that, that you know, went all the way to the title and won the title. I was mm-hmm. looking at just what it was like betting on them all year long. You, you look in the regular season, they were 88 and 72. Remember, 88 win team making the playoffs winning the World Series doesn't happen very often. You're actually minus about a, a unit and a half betting on them every game all season long but then something clicked everything changed in the playoffs pitch the Braves go 11 and 5 in the playoffs 69 percent overall hundred dollar better betting the Braves in every single game made about eight hundred dollars because they're consistently oftentimes contrarian oftentimes a dog if they're a favorite it was a short favorite here so it just goes to show you the Braves really came up huge for betters yep. uh, unlike me Pritch I was on that Astros train but the Braves uh, again, we're great for betters who are brave enough to take them, no pun intended. And then, Pritch, real quick, before we get to uh, Adam Birthday, which I can't wait to get Adam's plays, one comment on Maction last night. One thing we saw, all three totals had some money to the over. The over did go 2-1. and one. But Maction dogs yesterday, 3-0 ATS. This is something to keep in mind as we talk about tonight's games. So far in Maction this year, dogs, 19-8 and eight against the spread in Maction play, 70% overall. So we always talk about Maction being unpredictable and volatile and crazy things happening. Dogs have been doing a great, great job here in Maction play so far. Yeah, a lot of credit goes out to uh, Josh Towers, who mentioned on our show 
that he liked Braves in six. That happened. Uh, I was more leaning towards Braves in seven. I just thought the pitcher could, the pitching could take over there, and I, that's what we saw happen uh, certainly with that team. But resiliency, uh, and then also staying aggressive all year. We saw that team stay aggressive even with injuries and, and uh, unavailability of certain players too. So uh, the Braves get it done, winning the World Series right there. Credit to that organization for a long, long season, if you think about Major League Baseball. But we got to get to the National Football League, Josh, because big news happened today. Uh, something that can affect your bet if it hasn't already. Uh, the Packers' Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. He's out for Sunday's game, and he's on that protocol in which he's not going to be eligible until next Saturday, uh, a day before their next game. So let's focus on the Chiefs right here. The Chiefs are now minus seven. Uh, it was down to a pick em. You talked about that yesterday. Uh, so, and we also talked about the value of a quarterback. I mean, this is incredible to me. Is Aaron Rodgers worth this much uh, to this number right now? Yeah, Pritch, this is kind of crazy the way we've seen this kind of line go back and forth. And really, it was setting up at one point to be a really, really sharp play here on the Packers. And of course, you know, we're still living through COVID and these situations pop up. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, in the preseason mentioned he was immunized. But now we're saying, hey, was he? You know, I think this is going to become somewhat of a controversy with the, you know, maybe the NFL Players Union backing him up or the league. I think there are a lot of uh, trickle down effects here with Rodgers saying he was uh, immunized, but obviously wasn't here in this case. But anyway, from a betting perspective, Pritch, I was really loving the Packers early in the week. This game opened at, you know, uh, Chiefs minus three at home. It got all the way down to a pick em. You had a huge rest versus tired advantage where the Packers were coming off a Thursday night game and you had a short week there for the Green Bay, uh, for uh, the Chiefs. And then everything changes once this pops up. And Pritch, I, I go to sleep. I wake up. My phone's blowing up. What's right. going on? It was Aaron Rodgers. I think this happens to a lot of us if we're, you know, in the betting industry every day. But with Rodgers testing positive now since he was unvaxxed, it's going to take, it sounds like 10 days, Pritch. He mm -hmm. may miss, he's going to miss this game and maybe the next game. I think he's going to miss practice Saturday. Yeah, he's going to miss, miss exactly. practice, right. Yeah, and so this could linger here, and this could have a big trickle-down effect. And again, people who are, you know, on Rodgers MVP or, you know, the win total over for the Packers, you know, a bit of a hit here. You know, now you're going to have to kind of sweat this a, th a little bit. But, Pritch, in terms of the line movement, got down to pick them. Mm -hmm. And then we talked on yesterday's show the importance of quarterbacks. With Rodgers out and Jordan Love in, thank God it's not Blake Bortles here, Pritch. I think it would be uh, maybe plus 14. Just, just kidding. But uh, this line is shooting up all the way back to seven or seven and a half. So, for me, Pritch, you know, there was a window this morning when the news was breaking and uh, with the pack and the, the Chiefs were down to a pick them. This is the importance of Twitter. We talk about it in the NBA. When you see injuries, you can jump on a move before the odds makers adjust. There's a lot of money, you know, really, really quietly when this thing first broke that hammered the Chiefs at a pick them. Mm -hmm. And now that thing is off the board. It's gone. It's now back on the board. But at minus seven, seven and a half. Pritch, I think the way you're looking at here is uh, weighted out and almost like when Dak was out for the Cowboys. As gross as it sounds, I'd be I'd be getting that hazmat suit ready to back Jordan Love if we can wait this thing out and get the Packers maybe plus eight, maybe plus eight and a half. Again, we saw with Cooper Rush in for Dak, mm -hmm. that was at one point Cowboys minus two and a half flip all the way to plus four and a half. So you missed the move. It's now a huge move here to, uh, to Kansas City at home. And I think if you're laying the points with Kansas City, you missed the boat. I'd be waiting to see what number we can get in terms of the most points available for sweating Jordan Love here in his debut. Yeah, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott situation is one thing, but okay, no Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love's going to have a full week of preparation for this game against the Chiefs. Now, we're not, I don't know what kind of value you put on Jordan Love because all we have is preseason football, right? And uh, I think the bias here would be like, okay, yeah, this, they're plus seven in this game, but what if he has a great week of practice? I mean, are, are the Packers, I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but are the Packers that type of team back-to-back -back seasons in which they go what 13 and three 
Uh, is it, are they that kind of a team in which, you know, Jordan Love, yes, there's going to be a fall off, but yet they're playing the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have shown us this year so far they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, exactly right, Preston. I think, what are they, 9-15 and 15 ATS with Kansas City since winning the Super Bowl? So even though Rodgers is out here, does that fix the Kansas City Chiefs' turnover issues and porous offensive line and you know defense giving up points and, and Mahomes not looking like the homes that we're used to? No, I think those issues exist. Obviously, uh, you're much more confident if you're a Chiefs fan or you know playing the Chiefs here in this spot, the fact that Aaron Rodgers is out. But, Pritch, I think all the emphasis is going to be on Rodgers here, but I want to know, uh, you know, with Devontae Adams, will he be good to mm. go here? Are you going to get Lazard back? Mm-hmm. We're all thinking about Rodgers, but can we get some of these COVID guys that missed that game against Arizona to get back uh, for this game here? So, again, uh, I think anytime we see quarterback changes, and we, it, how ironic is it, Pritch, we spent like two full shows talking about <laughs> the importance of a quarterback right. line. Uh, I would look to buy low in this spot, and I w- I'll see how many points we can get. Think of it this way, Pritch. Would you rather have Daniel Jones, 10 and a half? Uh, with the G-men, or would you rather have Love and a good Packers team getting 7.5 or 8? I think that's debatable, but I'll be looking at the points here. Again, buying low off this bad news. Totally debatable. I'm glad you mentioned that as well. That's why you're a sharp (laughs) player right there, Josh Applebaum. Let's bring in our guest, Adam Burke. Uh, He is a Point Spread Weekly contributor as well as VSIN Sports Betting Analyst here at VSIN. Adam, how are you? I'm good, Pritch. How's it going today? (laughs) It's going. It's going. Uh, A lot to break down. A lot going on, obviously. Let's start with college football, though, because in VSIN.com, you have a, a nice piece as well as the work that you do with Point Spread Weekly. Um, But the college football playoff rankings were released. Uh, I got to get your thoughts on what you saw. Yeah, you know, obviously this is just the first edition of those college football playoff rankings, and a lot of things will change between now and, and when the Final Four is actually set. However, there were some really interesting things here, Pritch. I mean, first and foremost, a lot of people talking about Cincinnati, and the committee did this again, where, you know, we see this with the college basketball with the NCAA tournament where they really penalize the mid-major teams Cincinnati getting penalized here as a group of five. They are an undefeated team. They have beaten Notre Dame. It is their only good win. But when we look at these initial rankings, it is incredibly difficult for the Bearcats to get into the top four because what happens behind them is just going to wind up leapfrogging over them. So Cincinnati really in a bad spot here. The other one that was really interesting to me, actually, Number seven, Michigan. Mm. And Michigan out there, you can find them at BetMGM at 100-1 to to win the national championship. And the idea here is that If Michigan beats Ohio State, and obviously I hope that's not the case being a Buckeyes fan, you'll start getting into all these messy tiebreakers where Ohio State probably beats Michigan State, should be a 14.5 point or so favored in that one. Michigan State has the head-to-head win over Michigan. What happens if we get all of these teams with one loss? What do those tiebreakers end up looking like? The committee actually gave Michigan a shot to get into the college football playoff here. And I think that's really interesting. It's also the reason why Michigan State is number three, Mm -hmm. because Michigan was rated so highly. But look, ultimately, the other thing I think was interesting, and and I had a back and forth with Femi on Twitter about this last night, Oregon and Ohio State. The head-to-head game that Oregon won, but Ohio State's body of work has been more impressive since then. Oregon with the worst loss of the bunch against Stanford. So the Ducks wind up being ahead of Ohio State for now, but obviously if the Buckeyes run the table, they'll be in the final four. Mm-hmm. So a lot of moving parts here, but again, just the initial rankings and the fact that, look, a lot of things are going to happen. A lot of things are going to change right now. The only thing we know for sure is Georgia is clearly the number one team in the country and that won't change. Mm-hmm. You know, this week they're going to beat Missouri. They'll get a berth in the sec championship game. And then we'll see what they do with Alabama probably when they get to Atlanta on December 4th. 
Adam, it's great to see you, and I uh, want to just dive right into your playbook here, looking up for some games this weekend. So one that you mentioned, which caught my eye, was USC against Arizona State, little Pac-12 action here. Uh, what's really intriguing here is, you know, you look at USC, they're coming off winning against Arizona. Uh, Arizona State has lost two in a row. But I think what is tripping up a lot of betters this week is, you know, Arizona opens as an eight-point favorite, and I think a lot of betters are saying, that's a lot of points. How do I not take USC in the points in this spot? Yet we're seeing Arizona State, actually the line move in their favor. They open minus eight, they're up to minus eight and a half. I think it's maybe flirting with a move to nine so it looks to me like kind of a faded trendy dog spot everyone's saying give me points usc but line going to the sun devils how do you cap this uh this game here in the pac-12 yeah i do like arizona state in this game i think this line is is probably going to look a little bit high to some people but i don't really think it is one of the things that's not really getting a lot of run and, and you guys just talked about aaron Rodgers and the value of a player to the point spread and all of that USC lost wide receiver Drake London to a fractured ankle. London is a guy who has accounted for over 40% of the team's catches and over 43% of the team's receiving yards. USC is a bad defense, allowing over six yards per play. Now their best offensive piece is gone. So you really wonder how USC is able to keep up with Arizona State in this game. So I agree with the line move going up. I agree with the Sun Devils. And one other thing here, Pritch. Sun Devils are 10th in yards per play differential against mm -hmm. FBS teams this year. They are a much better team than their record would indicate. So I like them here laying the eight and a half or nine this week. There's so much to get to, so much to break down. More college football with Adam Burke, who's in studio with us. He'll be in studio with us after this break as well. Uh, but then also the National Football League. Just a brilliant sports betting analyst. Uh, some things to pick your brain on. I got some good questions for you, Adam Burke. Uh, Indeed <laughs> helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Uh, I mentioned questions for you. I, I think also betting opportunities when it comes to college football. So we're going to get back to that as well as the National Football League. All that more come up next right here on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonio.
Tony Blythe and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And so is Adam Burke, VSEN Sports Betting Analyst, also Point Spread Weekly Contributor. Uh, great writing uh, on vcin.com that you always do. And again, breaking down the college football playoff here because these futures are interesting off the first release of the rankings. Um, here's my thoughts. First of all, Ohio State should have been six because they have a clear path to get into the top four with their remaining schedule. Cincinnati doesn't. So this, Joey Galloway was right. This is a, a clear disrespect towards Cincinnati. Uh, because you're not giving them a clear path to the f- final four here. Uh, Ohio State does. Okay, with that said, look at Michigan State and Oregon. They're both 30-1. to 1. Michigan State, I don't know if I'd bet that, certainly because of their path. And then Oregon, not betting that either because of their path. So you got the longer shots, Michigan 100-1. to 1. You got Ohio State 400-1. to 1. Oklahoma 14-1. to 1. Um, Georgia, is Georgia valued at plus 100? I guess that's my question to you because their path to the, to the national championship is clear. Uh, I don't think Alabama's that good, to be honest with you. Uh, they could lose to Auburn. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the first thing I would say to your Michigan State point is, look, as I said, they're going to be over a two-touchdown dog to Ohio State. They're not going to be that big of a favorite at home against Penn State in the regular season finale. They'll be favored over whoever wins the West and the Big Ten in that Big Ten championship game. But, look, Michigan State is probably, what, maybe a three-touchdown underdog to Georgia? 
you know, if they wind up playing in that game. Mm. So taking a, a 30 to one, or even I've seen a 50 to one out there, there's just not much equity in that because right. you don't have any hedging room. And Michigan State is not a team capable of winning the national championship. Georgia is. And, and the thing with Georgia is this they could lose to Alabama down in that SEC championship game or Auburn, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, and still be a playoff team right. because they're that far ahead of everybody else. They're not going to lose any of their remaining regular season games. Uh, this week they play uh, Missouri. They're a 38-point favorite. Maybe at Tennessee's a tricky game, mm. but they won't lose on the road at Georgia Tech. They play Charleston Southern as well. Georgia basically is virtually in to the playoff unless they lost one of these regular season games, and I don't think that they will. So you could make a case that there is some value for betting them, especially because they'd be favored in both of their playoff games if they won that semifinal. Adam, I want to transition over to another play you threw us in your playbook, uh, going to the American Athletic Conference, Houston and South Florida. This is going to be a 7.30 game, uh, Saturday night, primetime game, a lot of bets here. And this looks like, for the public, an obvious play to lay the points with Houston. Uh, Houston's looking great this year. They're 7-1 and one overall. They've won a bunch of games in a row. On the flip side, you look at poor South Florida here. They're 2-6. and six. They keep losing all these games. So I think a lot of times, you know, public bettors will automatically bet games based on the one-loss records of the team. Houston's good. South Florida's bad. But my thing here that I've noticed here uh, – Adam is this is one of the most lopsided games of the week. It's going to be a primetime game as well. I'm looking at almost nine out of 10 bets laying the points with Houston. The Cougars open minus 13, but here's the thing, even though they're one of the most popular bets this week, they didn't go up to 14. They didn't go up to 15. They've stayed exactly where they're at. Uh, looks like a bit of a line freeze to me. Uh, Odds makers unwilling to adjust that number further to Houston. Cause maybe they have some liability on a bad South Florida team here. Plus the points. So Adam, how do you cap this game? Any intrigue, any reason to think, hey, maybe South Florida can keep this thing under two touchdowns. Yeah, I do like South Florida in this game. As you mentioned, I am kind of waiting for a 14 to see if one does pop up in the marketplace here. There were some 13 and a halfs earlier on in the week as well. Houston kind of falls into that fat and happy sort of theory where they just got put in the top 25. They just beat the best opponent that they played this season in SMU and won that game basically on a walk-off kick return touchdown, 44-37. to Houston was the right side in that game. But it was a step up in class for them against a team that's kind of a rival here in this conference. Now they have to try and get up to play in Tampa against South Florida. And South Florida is a team that's been pretty good in some of these situational spots where they're facing teams kind of off of a letdown. The thing for me about South Florida, they're not as bad as their record would show. They're almost even in yards per play differential in their conference games here so far. They're playing really hard. They're a much improved football team. I just think 13 is a few too many points here. Hoping for that 14, but I do like South Florida in this one. Okay, and then maybe a motivational spot. Ohio State outside of the Final Four right now, or initial rankings, 64 and a half. You like the total in that game in Nebraska? Yeah, I do like the total in this game for Ohio State and Nebraska. I mean, look, I think Ohio State's defense is better than it's being given credit for. A lot of people saying last week the Buckeyes still have defensive issues. Look, they outgained Penn State by almost two yards per play. The offense stopped itself Mm -hmm. in the red zone. That was the problem. I don't think that happens here this week against Nebraska. And look, Nebraska, I'll give them credit. They're a top 25 offense in terms of yards per play. They can move the football. Adrian Martinez just turns it over, or they do something stupid in the red zone or something like that. I think Nebraska gets some yardage, gets some points in this game. I don't think Nebraska has much success stopping Ohio State in that passing game. I'd expect the Buckeyes to be in the upper 40s, Nebraska somewhere in the 20s. That gives us an over here with a total of 64 and a half. 
Adam, let's transition over to a little bit of NFL because, uh, you know, close to your heart here, you're, you're a Cleveland guy. Cleveland Browns going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Both teams coming off a loss. Cleveland loses to uh, Pittsburgh 10 to, uh, 15 to 10. And, of course, we all know Cincinnati, who killed me. I'm no longer in Survivor because the Bengals blew it to the Jets here, Adam. But uh, what jumped out to me is, you know, since he opened around minus three at home, they're down to around two and a half. You would have a lot of divisional dog angles, uh, short road dog, you know, short road dogs plus three or less. are off to a great start this year. And, of course, we always look at these games midweek because you're right around a key number. So if you like the Bengals, two and a half right now, they win by three, the most, the most common key number. That's the number you want. If you like the Browns, you missed the three and maybe you wait on it. But Adam, give us some inside info here. You know the Browns better than every and than anybody. Are you going to lay with the Bengals or are you going to take the points with Cleveland? You know, I will say, and I was talking with Pritch before we started doing the show, that I'm concerned that this line isn't three market-wide because Cincinnati is taking the majority of the money, and I think there are a lot of reasons to bet on the Bengals here. I've got several of them. I do like the Bengals minus two and a half. We talk about injuries, and we talk about what they mean to the line. The injury to Jack Conklin is not going to move the line, but this is a massive injury for the Browns, who have already had problems with Jedrick Wills on the left side. Now they lose Conklin on the right side, and they're taking on a Bengals team. It's a top-five run defense. They get after the quarterback with the front four. They don't have to really sell out to blitz the quarterback, which means that they'll be able to hang back in coverage, kind of make life difficult for Baker Mayfield, who is, of course, still hurt himself. The Browns' defense has some issues here as well. And one other thing I've noticed, Pritch, this season is that the Browns have had all kinds of problems with speed at the wide receiver position. Mm -hmm. Mike Williams had eight catches for, I think, 165 yards, beat them over the top in the Chargers game. Tyreek Hill had a monster 75-yard touchdown and 175 receiving yards when they played Kansas City in week one. The Cardinals, Christian Kirk got open. DeAndre Hopkins right. got open. How do the Browns cover Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd here in this game? I don't really know. So I look at this game, and yeah, the line, the lack of a line movement is a little bit concerning. But from a matchup standpoint, from an X's and O's standpoint, a schematic standpoint, I think Cincinnati has the upper hand in a lot of areas across the field. So I did lay the two and a half with the Bengals here. I'll hope the Browns win because I'm mm -hmm. a Browns fan, but I'm also a fan of money, and I think Cincinnati is the right side. We're all a fan of money. <laughs> Definitely a fan of money. Uh, now the Browns, because we, we think about tackles from a protection standpoint, but Think about the Browns and what they do with the run game. They're a wide zone running team. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you don't have capable tackles out there to, to help you uh, facilitate, help facilitate that, then you're in trouble too. But then what you said about the Browns defense, spot on, Joe Woods doesn't have the cover guys uh, for his schemes right now. Uh, let's get to another play that you have, Bears at the Steelers. You like the Bears in this one? Yeah, I do like the Bears a little bit in this one here on Monday Night Football. Uh, not a great Monday night game. I, I hope somebody, I hope everyone has something else to do mm -hmm. on Monday night other than watch this game. <laughs> With a total of 40 here, and a spread of six and a half. I mean, I think points are definitely at a premium mm -hmm. in a game like this. And I think that the Bears getting the six and a half is a pretty decent look here in this spot. The Steelers don't have much of a vertical passing game. Right. We saw that last week against Cleveland. And I just talked about it. Cleveland has been susceptible to vertical passing. And the Steelers had none of it. And that's why that was such a low-scoring game. They do a lot with Najee Harris. He gets a lot of touches. That's fine. I think the Bears are able to bottle him up. And also, too, I think the mobility of Justin Fields is a really big thing here for the Bears in this game. We know the Steelers have a good pass rush. We know T.J. Watt disrupts a lot of things. But Fields has some escapability. He can move around the pocket. He can extend, extend plays, get out and run. I just look at this game, and, and I don't see how the Steelers are going to have an easy time winning by margin. So I'll go ahead and take my chances getting the 6.5 here with such a low total in this Monday nighter. 
Adam, before you get out of here, just thoughts on the big news today with Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love now starting a quarterback with Rodgers on the COVID list. We saw that line get all the way down to pick him. Now it's shot up to seven or minus seven and a half here with KC. Any reason to buy low on Love here with the points? You know, would you lay off this game? Would you still lay it? Would you tease down the Chiefs? How would you approach this game now that the line has moved so much? Yeah, I did write a piece over at vston.com this morning, talked to a couple of uh, people in the sports book asking, you know, about what they did, what the impact is, and of course, you know, is Aaron Rodgers the biggest point adjustment that you would see? One thing I will say is this, just off the top, quarterbacks in their first starts often get kind of over-adjusted in the marketplace. You think about Cooper Rush last week for Dallas as another example. So I think this is a situation where maybe Green Bay plus seven isn't a bad look but I'd wait. You'd probably get seven and a half here later in the week. He's Adam Burke, uh, one of the best Eastern sports betting analysts we have. Certainly uh, happy to have him. Thanks again for your time. Absolutely. Thanks, Bruce. Thank you, Adam Burke, right there. More betting across America. A lot to break down, a lot to get to you. That's coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can fi- easily find a satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com fine to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com fine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you in uh, a spirited conversation uh, during the break with Adam Burke uh, about why the committee dissed Cincinnati the way that they did. Josh, I mean, it's a message to Luke Fickle. You need to join our club, which is a Power 5 school, in order for you to make the playoff. So they're recruiting Luke Fickle at this point because you have open jobs at SC and LSU. Yeah, I think it's your spot on right there, Pritch. And again, you know, great, great spot there with Adam as well. And we talked about it, you know, uh, our producer, Matt, wanted us to give us, you know, our projections for, you know, top four, top six. And the reason why kind of kept Cincinnati down a little bit in that five or six spot is just this bias against kind of these smaller schools, Pritch. We've seen Cincinnati, again, you can only win the games on your schedule, but uh, this bias against smaller name schools who maybe play a, a step down in competition and also saying, hey, what will generate the most money? Money talks, Pritch. And uh, will it, will they, will they game with uh, Oregon or Michigan State or a game with Cincinnati generate more eyeballs and more bets you know people will bet on anything obviously but I think it's just kind of that that anti-smaller school bias that really shown through here and sending messages to Fickle that hey you got to change conferences if you want to play with the big boys here yeah you got to get out the group and get into the power that's what you have to do basically (laughs) for you and your career um recruiting is everywhere it's on all levels too and think about college football let's get to the National Football League because we got a segment where we need to fix some things Josh Applebaum and uh, I'm gonna start with Kansas City because a lot of focus on that game with Green Bay and Kansas City uh the Aaron Rodgers news uh it was a pick now Kansas City at home minus seven uh, I think they need to be less gimmicky when it comes to their air raid offense I, I know they catered to Patrick Mahomes and what they what he can do and what his skill set is but they have to get back to their roots, and that's the West Coast offense. With the West Coast offense, Josh, you can hide Tariq Hill in the backfield. You can create matchups. 
You can create matchups with Travis Kelsey, making him a true tight end as opposed to an H-back or slot back and, and all this gimmicky stuff that you're doing with this eye candy. The, the league has caught up to the eye candy of Kansas City, and that's their problem. But if they get back to the core offense or the core essence of this West Coast offense, you can create matchups not only in the field but more importantly in the red zone, which they need to improve on in that area. I'm right there with you, Pritch, and I think, you know, Josh Towers yesterday, who was supposed to, supposedly a baseball guy, but I think he's a little bit of an NFL guy, too, because he gave us some great information about how, uh, again, you know, when you saw all these, you know, uh, would blow up on Twitter and go viral, all these passes behind the back or sidearm and making all these crazy moves, uh, you know, obviously, you know, with, with Matt Patrick Mahomes, he's got to get back to his fundamentals, get back to the things that made him who he is instead of maybe uh, forcing these crazy passes instead of making them out of necessity. So uh, I think that's a big part of it here, Pritch. I would also mention, you know, where did the Chiefs have a lot of success at least in their last game against the g-men running the ball with this kid gore who they got out of nowhere pritch i would run the ball a little bit more i think that kind of keeps that you know if you have these offensive line troubles you know uh pass blocking hey let's start playing some power run i think that could benefit the chiefs but pritch i don't want to fix the chiefs too much because i like betting against the chiefs so <laughs> if they get back to their old ways covering numbers then uh, we're going to lose this value betting against them ats so uh one other thing pritch i didn't want to mention I think this is a good time to actually jump on Kansas City to win that division, okay. that, a that AFC West, because I'm looking at the updated numbers here. Uh, you have Kansas City second best odds at DraftKings plus 190. Mm -hmm. We still have the Chargers as a favorite here on plus 145. We know the Broncos, you know, are kind of in sell mode based on that Von Miller, uh, you know, trade. Yeah. And I think that is a team that may start to crumble here or at least fall off. The Raiders, you know, the Harry, Ru the Henry Ruggs issue and uh, kind of just a lot of controversy and drama surrounding that team all year. Can they keep it going? And then do you really trust, you know, a Chargers team that shows a lot of uh, promise here with Herbert? Or would you really like to bank and buy low on a Chiefs team plus 190 that I think they've reached the bottom mark here, Pritch? To me, it's hard for them to play much worse. I think maybe they start to click a little bit. And this is a team that preseason to win their division, I, oh, they were minus 1,000? I mean, it was mm -hmm. a huge number there to start off. So, again, this sounds to me or feels like to me plus 190 to win that division, which is kind of wide open now at this point. I think right now is a good time to, to pounce on that plus 190 Kansas City to win that AFC West. See, that's why we're fixing them. You don't want to fix them this week, but you want to fix them for your long term and your bet there with the division. I get it, right? That's why we're fixing them. Uh, in addition to Melvin uh, Ingram uh, trade, that was big. Uh, I think he could probably provide uh, uh, something defensively, whatever they, that something could be or what that could turn into. Uh, that was sneaky right there. But if they get back to their core uh, with this West Coast style of offense, I think they create matchups that makes it easier for Patrick Mahomes to evolve. Less air raid, that means more running the football too, which you just said right there, Josh Applebaum. Let's fix it with the Cleveland Browns because of this situation, high expectations for this football team this year, not only a playoff run, but perhaps a Super Bowl run, but they don't have the discipline for that. I knew the Browns were going to turn into the Browns at some point. They don't have the leadership either. Now, do they have the leadership because of what Stefanski did to Odell Beckham Jr. today? put him in timeout, go home, don't practice. You need to think about some stuff. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if Baker is a strong enough leader at quarterback either. Josh, I can guarantee you there's some quarterbacks I played with that would not tolerate Odell Beckham Jr. and what he thinks he means to his football team. It's ultimate team sport. And for the Cleveland Browns, in my opinion, to live up to those expectations, they need stronger leadership right now. I'm right there with you, Pritch. So you're really thinking it's going to come from Stefanski, and you would expect this to come from Baker as well. Maybe, you know, Garrett, some of their defensive leadership here as well. But uh, this is a situation and a headache that you really don't want to deal with. I mean, you got OBJ's dad, you know, sending out tweets, uh, right. you know, highlighting 
plays where he didn't throw it to his son and is it personal does he not want obj to shine like this is just a bad situation here that uh i think or you know if you're trying to you know get your locker room together eliminate distractions and noises you know and michael lombardi did a great job of this saying hey he should have been dealt the deadline yesterday Mm -hmm. now this thing's going to spiral and maybe get worse and you're thinking hey can you just release him at this point if if it continues to go in a direction that that we don't want it to go in if you're a browns fan but i would say pritch you know I, i disagree a little bit with adam i respect him so much but i actually like buying low on Cleveland this week if you can wait and get a plus three because this is a really popular play towards Cincinnati. The Bengals are uh, obviously coming off that terrible loss to the Jets, but I think from a betting perspective, a lot of public is, uh, I'm looking at, you know, three out of four bets, 75, 80% of bets laying it with uh, the Bengals at home. So again, it always comes back to, I want to buy on bad news, sell on good news. And I think everyone's expecting the Cincinnati Bengals to get back into their groove here after that bad loss to the Jets. But kind of Cleveland, and I'm with you, Pritch. They got a lot of distractions. They're not playing well. This is a team that I was super high on with their win total to the over. That's that's close to being dead here unless they make a run. But go back to where the line opened and how it moved. It opened minus three at Cincinnati, and yet they're getting a really big majority of bets, and yet it's fallen to two and a half. So you missed the key number. I actually think, and I wanted to mention this to Adam in the previous segment, I think the Cleveland Browns are in a really good teaser spot. Plus two and a half, up to plus eight and a half. You go through the three, go through the seven. That could be worthwhile. But again, Pritch, one system that has been great this year, those short road dogs plus three or less, which would match with Cleveland, and you're now in a divisional spot. Plus three or less road dogs, 14 and five ATS, 74%. So to me, it's a, it's a weighted out. Can we get back up to three? You got everybody betting Cincinnati. I'd look to buy low on the Browns, and it's put up or shut up time for this Cleveland team. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So combine that uh, with the system and the fact that you might see uh, you might be seeing stronger leadership emerging here from Stefanski uh, and putting Odell Beckham Jr. in timeout. Uh, do, we don't need you in practice today. Go home. Uh, so I like that uh, perspective right there for a Browns team that has to live up to expectations. How about my betting uh, respect level for the Saints? Uh, I think it needs to go up uh, a few notches because the Saints are a very good football team. I knew defensively, I need to fix that. Defensively, uh, they are playoff caliber. You know, if they get healthy enough, perhaps uh, even better than that. Now, offensively is where my focus has been, Josh, when it comes to the fact that you have to replace Drew Brees. Now, they're still struggling with that. And then the Winston injury, okay, you're still struggling with what you're going to do at quarterback. But it's a makeshift offense that is getting the job done. But this is an elite defense that I think from a betting perspective, I need to respect a little bit more. Yeah, I think that was the reasons or one of the reasons why uh, really getting the points with the Saints last week against Tom Brady was kind of worthwhile. There's just a comment. And again, if you're betting on sports, sometimes the players will give you stuff. They're not going to put it, you know, with a bow and ribbon, but they'll kind of mention things that kind of get you thinking. And when Tom Brady kept saying in his interview last week that this Saints team, they mix up their coverage. They disguise so much. They're really, really smart and they give them a lot of fits. Well, it's not just Brady. It's doing this to a lot of defenses here. So obviously with the Jameis injury, kind of a really tough blow here. Uh, it's funny, Pritch. They uh, they just uh, called up Phillip Rivers, and he's got to uh, you know hang out with his, his 25 kids. But he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting old uh, here, getting at the house. I want to get back on the football field. Will Rivers come back? I don't know. I just thought that was interesting that he's asking to come back. Uh, but again, do you go to Taysom Hill now? Simeon played pretty well coming uh, once, uh, once uh, Winston was hurt there. Mm-hmm. And I would mention this game against Atlanta this week as we wait for the quarterback here, Pritch. It did move quickly to New Orleans. So even though we don't know who's going to start at quarterback, open minus five and a half New Orleans, kind of a dead number, but, you know, getting right before kind of the key number of six or seven, shot up to six very quickly. So this wasn't a case where, hey, you know, you got some continuity with Atlanta. They are in a divisional spot. 
but yet it didn't go towards Atlanta. It's going towards New Orleans. So maybe that early five and a half to cover the six was a wise guy preferred play there early. Yeah, I'm just looking at transactions too on top of the Saints with that defense, Trey Hendrickson. We don't need you anymore. Go ahead and go to Cincinnati. And I mean, we, we have enough talent. Uh, tied for the league lead with 11 INTs. Uh, number one defense in the red zone, too. So uh, elite defense right there for the Saints. A lot more to get to, more market insights, all that more coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, bro. <laughs> Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. 
All the football and basketball action you need is at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. The King of Sportsbooks takes every play to a thrilling new level. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, uh, one more uh, question for you about this Packers-Chiefs situation because we saw the line yesterday on the show. It was a pick em. Now uh, it got up 7.5, 7, depending on where you shop. So if you made the bet earlier, what do you do now? I mean – I know from a market standpoint, you follow line movement. I mean, what do you, what, how do you interpret it, and what do you do from a market insights perspective? Yeah, so I think first off, Pritch, you know, don't kick yourself too much. Here are things that happen in betting and in life that are unexpected, and they're just bad breaks, and you really can't do much about it. I mean, if you had gotten – think of it this way, Pritch. This game opened Chiefs minus three. What if you did a fantastic job of jumping on the Packers plus three very early, early in the week? You beat the closing line. You're looking good. You had three points of closing line value when this game got down to a pick em. Uh, now it completely shoots the other way. So you're kind of in a bad spot. Now I'm in the position of, and I know a lot of sports books offer this. They'll offer you to like cash out with a 20% juice fee. I, I get that. I understand that. To me, oftentimes I'll stick with the bet that I made, but I do think, you know, if you haven't bet it yet and you're looking at it now, I think all values on Green Bay. And I, I totally agree with Adam. I think if you wait this thing out, and again, favorites early, dogs late. If you missed the boat on the Chiefs, all that Chiefs money earlier is when the news first broke at a pick 'em, and you could see uh, for you know a very very short amount of time there that the books uh, didn't adjust quite yet. Then it goes off the board. Now it's minus seven, seven and a half. So really, you missed the value on the Chiefs. And I think this, Pritch, I just get flashbacks sometimes. I you know when you look at so many line moves, you start to think about. Uh, you know, games in the past that kind of fit this model. I keep going back to, you know, that Cowboys game where right. Dak is out, Cooper Rush is in, and what does everyone do? You know, they're saying, hey, no Dak, you know, hammer the Minnesota Vikings here. If, then on a kind of a flip side, you know, I got the Vikings out of pick them when they, a money line play when they were pick them. I'm feeling good about that. They closed four and a half. So I think it's just kind of a tough break. But at this point, I think buying low on Green Bay and waiting and letting the public all for the next few days say, no Aaron Rodgers, they got no shot, Jordan Love is in over his head. You're going to get a lot of this media narrative here and just lay with Kansas City. They're cracking the code. They're getting better. I'm, I'm going to wait this thing out, and just like you could have waited and got you know, Cooper Rush plus 4.5 when Dallas opened minus 2.5, I, I think you're definitely going to get a plus 7.5 here, uh -huh. Pritch, but does it get to 8? Does it get higher than that? I think your play here would be waiting out and backing Jordan Love plus the points on a really contrarian inflated line game here. Okay, we are midweek. Uh, we saw the Denver Broncos and Dallas Cowboys open uh, minus 8.5. Uh, now it's up to 9.5, 10 at some places, depending on where you shop. I mean, that line movement, significant as well. Josh, how do you interpret this one? Yeah, so I think this is a lot about a couple things going on. Broncos kind of in that sell mode and kind of struggling here as of late. Uh, and then the Cowboys uh, waiting on Dak Prescott. Again, misses last game. Uh, they had the bye week here. So I think Dak should be good to go. To me, this line, moves this line move tells me that Dak should play. 
Uh, we did see, even if he can't, Cooper Rush played pretty well that last game. But I think this is based on Dak playing. And a couple things, you know, you we're showing a 10 on our board, or we're showing a 9.5 on our board, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of 10s out there. I think if you can get Cowboys still at 9.5 before it goes to 10, you actually do have some good system matches here. If you look at these double-digit favorites, had kind of a bad week last week, but 8-6 and six ATS overall. Non-conference favorites, though, again, not not having to worry about uh, the familiarity within the same conference or within the same division. Non-conference favorites, it's been a dog year, but non-conference favorites are 21 and 16 ATS, 57%. And then, of course, you know, to me, Pritch, anytime you're going to bet a favorite that's close to a double-digit spread, I got to map out in my head how we're going to cover this number. And if Dak plays, it's this big advantage offensively. You have a Dallas Cowboys team uh, averaging, what, 32, 33 points a game. Meanwhile, Denver is close to around 19 points a game. Sometimes they're struggling in, you know, kind of the high teens. To me, that's the angle. I don't know if if Dak is good to go. I don't think the the uh, you know the Broncos here can keep up with that offense. And I think that's where getting the nine and a half now could be worthwhile because it looks like it's going to ten. All right, and then the other game uh, with some movement, uh, not a lot here. I mean, we're seeing the Raiders still favored on the road, minus two and a half now against the G-Men. Yeah, I'd be looking G-Men here, Pritch. And again, I think you got to give the Raiders credit. You know, you get all this this drama here with Gruden, and you come back and have a great win there in Denver. Now this Henry Rugg stuff, which is really tragic and just really sad, and just it, it, seeing someone lose their life over this and a young player making a terrible mistake that he's going to have to pay for, it's just a tough situation. I don't know how many more of these blows this team can take. Mm. On the one hand, you can say, hey, it's going to bring them closer together. They'll rally together. But Ruggs was a, a really good deep threat for them who uh, made a couple made you know plays here and there when you needed a long you know 40-yard bomb. So now you get him out of the, this uh, situation. I like grabbing G-Men at home plus three, Pritch. A lot of these teams were, or a lot of these games were, you know, uh, our lines or sports books were minus three Raiders pretty much all week. And where's the juice trending? It's trending down to two and a half. We have some books at, or most books at two and a half. I think if you see a straggler out there at plus three, maybe minus 120, it's a high juice number. But to me, that would match as kind of a contrarian spot at home. G-Men also in, uh, you know, a game that not a crazy low total, but around 46. Uh, I'd be looking a little bit under there and I'd be looking at the G-Men plus the points. I don't know if they can win it, but I don't know how many. Uh, and Pritch, I'll defer to you. Mm-hmm. How does this team react to this rug situation? I just don't know how many times they can keep bouncing back until maybe it really kind of crumbles here. I think we'll get some indication from the press conferences. Certainly, the players at the mic, the podium today, uh, the coach, the head coach, Rich Basaccia, is going to speak to you. So uh, wait until the insiders or until you get some video on the reports from uh, the press conferences on how this team uh, is going to react. I don't think anybody can. I have a pulse on how they're going to react to a situation like this off the heels of another situation uh, that they're still dealing with with uh, Coach Gruden. Uh, Let's get to some college football because, again, the Market Insights podcast, a little bit more time there uh, for you to really dive in and give your perspective, and a lot of people are are excited about that. So I want to highlight that and then bring to light what you talked about here on your podcast. Well, I appreciate it, Pritch. Yeah, you know, one game tonight that caught my eye. I'm going back to kind of what we saw last night with these Maction dogs and what we've seen so far this year. So last night, 3-0 ATS with these Maction dogs, and on the year, they're now 19-8 uh, against the spread, really covering quite a few numbers. So what's interesting to me is both of these line moves today are toward dogs. You look at Northern Illinois against Kent State. Kent State open around, some looks like 4.5, 5, even 5.5 down to three and a half. And then you look at central Michigan, Western Michigan, Western Michigan open minus 10. They're down to minus nine. So it jives kind of these moves toward dogs with how we saw dogs last night and how they've done uh, so far this year. And if you're picking out a dog for me tonight, I lean both dogs, but I really like Northern Illinois here, Pritch. To me, it's a play uh, that kind of matches quite a few systems. You look at Kent state again, opening five and a half, five. I think maybe a true opener is more four and a half. 
But this is what one of those games that I look at where they have consistent movement in one direction with no buyback. It's all the way down to three and a half. And what's really critical now is a lot of these three and a halves are really juiced up toward northern Illinois. So even though the line's been adjusted, you know, a point, point and a half, you know, almost two points in favor of northern Illinois, they're not juicing up Kent State like it's going to go back to four. They're juicing up northern Illinois like it's going to fall further down to three. So a couple of system matches here. Uh, of course, these Maction dogs, which we talked about, but Conference Road dogs, where the line stays the same or moves in their favor, uh, 53% ATS this year. Nothing crazy, but it has been a little profitable. And my grinder system that I lo always love, Pritch, short road dogs plus four or less. Uh, typically, we're getting three points home field. Again, maybe closer to two. But uh, really, you know, when you're a four-point dog or less on the road, neutral site, it's probably more of a pick-em game. You're giving me points with a line move. Uh, I'm going to go Northern Illinois here. I got a four, but I would take the three and a half at this point. I like that movement toward NIU. All right. And then the NHL. Uh, again, I'm tracking NBA. Haven't made a bet yet in the association, but uh, I made a bet thanks to you in the NHL. So what do you have here? Yeah, so one, I'm going to be selective tonight, Pritch. The one that caught my eye in the system that's done the best. Uh, looking at these favorites, minus 200 or more. My play tonight would be the Edmonton Oilers. Laying it with the Oilers here. Number one, they got a good line move. A lot of these books open around uh, minus 180, minus 190. We've seen the oil get steamed up to around minus 220. And in the NHL this year, if you look at these favorites, uh, 200 or more, they're 21 and four this year, Pritch. You're 84%. You're cashing <laughs> a lot of numbers, a lot of tickets here. Uh, and you also have a Nashville Predators team who won last night is on the second leg of a back-to-back, -back, and Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl are rested here. So I'm going to lay it with the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Again, bet to not bet to win for all these, these money line plays on these favorites. And then quickly in the NBA, Pritch, a mm -hmm. couple games that caught my eye. Uh, I'm going to buy low, take the Celtics over tonight. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, it's doomsday in Boston. Yeah. Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart, they're all chirping at each other. Uh, but I like this over. It opened 215.5, down to 212.5. I think I might think buying low on this under uh, on this over now at this point could be worth it. Over 212.5 is my play. You have the uh, Celtics and Orlando, both 26th and 29th defensively, bad defensive teams. Orlando 6-2 and two to the over. I think we get over that number. And then also keep an eye on the Clippers' money line. Uh, Clippers went from a lot of books like a pick em now to minus 2, 2.5. like the Clippers on the money line to win that game in Minnesota. Then also Charlotte late night, Pritch. Hornets and the Warriors, a lot to like here. Both top 10 pace, uh, good good offensively, and really bad Charlotte defensive squad. I'm over 226 and a half. All right. I am curious about your Celtics. Are they going to coexist, Ooh. Josh Applebaum? I don't know. It doesn't look good, Pritch. We need a point guard. We need a facilitator. Right. This isn't working right now. All right. Well, good luck with everything. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks, Pritch. Thank you, Josh Applebaum. That'll do it for us. The Edge coming up next. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.